You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. Andy is back here with Tim. Hey, everyone. Hi, Tim. How are we doing? Going very well. Great. We're into episode five of Christianity Explored. Definitely now the home stretch. Uh, Next week will be our last episode in this series. So, um, it's great to... Um, yeah, continue this series and to, to, you know, start thinking about the practicalities of Christianity, which is what really what we're, we're talking about today. Yeah. So, so far, Andy, through this series, we've really been talking about uh, Jesus. Uh, obviously, he's the center of Christian faith. He's the one that we uh, look to and think is uh, the most important person who's ever lived in this world. Um, so, we've talked through this series about Jesus' life. Uh, particularly his authority, uh, why he is more than just a human being, but is in fact uh, God himself who's come to live amongst us. We've talked about Jesus' death, that by his death he offers forgiveness for the wrong things that we've done because he takes that upon himself. We've talked about the resurrection of Jesus, that he didn't stay dead but uh, came back to life again, uh, meaning that we have hope for the future, that death is not the end for us, but the life that we can have with Jesus starts now and it never ends uh, because Jesus is alive and living now. And then last week um, we were chatting about what you need to do, or rather not do really, um, to come into a relationship with Jesus, emphasizing that um it's not about what we do. We, it's not that we're good enough or that we do enough good things or that we go through certain religious rituals uh, to earn a place with God. But Christianity is about God offering us a gift, that keyword grace we often talk about. Um, it's a free gift that we don't deserve, but God offers it to us. He offers us forgiveness and a relationship with him, and we just need to say yes to that so we're going to explore that a little bit further you know what does that actually look like in practice yeah i mean it's easy enough to say yes but surely there's more to it than that like yep. it's it's got to be a i mean this is a life-changing decision really um to say that yeah jesus is lord uh and and to start to follow him and, and to be able to call yourself a christian yeah um, so yeah that's what we're going to look at today yeah it's a mental shift isn't it because uh lots of people uh, interested in Jesus, uh, reading the stories about him or admiring him a little bit. Yeah, he's a nice teacher, had some good things to say, but just kind of leaving it there. Yeah, and even, you know, if you're starting to accept some of those things that we've been saying about the significance of Jesus' death and the reality of his resurrection, uh, you can still stay at that point of, oh, that's intriguing and interesting mm. and maybe that's true but it doesn't necessarily apply to me. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where we're going. We're, we're making it personal yeah. <laughs> today yeah. um, for those of you who are listening out there, mm. um, wherever you're at. Yeah. yeah. So we've been looking through, uh, throughout this series, we've been looking through the book of Mark, one of the books of the Bible, the biography of Jesus. Um, and so we've, we set the homework and we've read through all of Mark now. We did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, but today we're we're backtracking a bit. We're going... Sure, right yeah. Back to the start. We're sort of delving into some other parts that we haven't looked at in as much detail uh, as we address this this personal question of what it might look like mm. for me 
to be a follower of Jesus or become a follower of Jesus. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, we're going right back to the start, really, of uh, Mark, Mark chapter 1. And these are the first words of Jesus spoken in Mark's gospel. Uh, Mark chapter 1 and verses 14 and 15. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Fantastic. So uh, twice in those couple of verses, good news is mentioned. Um, uh, It's the same word. Sometimes Christians use the word gospel. It just means good news. Right. Um, You know, the heart of Christianity is good news that uh, God has reached out to us in Jesus that he has offered us a relationship. And so this is this is good news that we want to tell people about. That's why we're doing this podcast, because yeah. we think it's good news yeah. worth sharing. Uh, so he's proclaiming good news. And the good news uh, is that the kingdom of God has come near, and the response is to repent and believe this good news. Uh, now, I reckon that there's a few, uh, there's kind of three complicated things in that one sentence, Andy. Yeah. The kingdom of God? Yeah. Um, that's where I'd start. What, yeah. what, what the heck's that talking what, about? Yeah. I, I mean, that sort of it, it, um, provokes a, a bit of an image of, yeah, castles and maybe like knights and- Shining and armor. Shining armor and, and um, this idea that, um, well, that I've, I've spoken about previously that people thought that Jesus was coming as- a militaristic leader or a political leader to overthrow the Roman rule and to establish this new kingdom. Yep. Um, but that's not accurate, is it? No, that's right. Um, uh, at one point uh, in one of the gospel accounts of Jesus' life, one of the biographies, Jesus says that his kingdom is not of this world. It's not like no. uh, an earthly kingdom setting yep. up power structures. It's the kingdom of God. Uh, it's not a place. There are no castles and knights yep. as such. It's about God ruling is what the kingdom of God mm. is about. God having his rightful place. He is God after all. Yeah. He is rightly the ruler of this world. And the kingdom of God exists anywhere where people acknowledge God's right to rule and live in a way which puts themselves under uh, God's mm. rule to live his way. Yeah. So through uh, this podcast, we've been talking about uh, sin Mm. As, a, as a word and a concept that sin isn't so much about naughty things that we do primarily. It's about an attitude to God. Yeah, and not, and not putting him in, in the place of highest honor where he belongs at the top. It's putting other things quite often ourself or our ambitions, um, our desires, putting those things above God and, and almost idolatry. I- Idolatry? No, what's the word I'm looking idolatry, for? Idolatry. Idolatry. That's yeah. the one, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it, um, I'll just say that again. Even putting those things in a place of idolatry, um, putting them above God and and worshiping them, really. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, the that's that's all that's being talked about here, really, with the kingdom of God. It's about the reality of God's rule and the acknowledgement in individual people's lives that God is the rightful ruler and wanting your life to reflect that yeah. is what brings you 
into the kingdom of God, which is the same way of saying bringing yourself under under God's rule. Mm. So Jesus announces uh, that God's kingdom, God's rule uh, has come near, and he calls on a response, uh, repent and believe. Those two things, I think, are worth exploring. Yeah. Repentance is not a word, or repent and repentance are not words that we use often in, in everyday language there. No, and it probably weirds us out. Like you probably, yeah. you might be thinking strange bearded person on a street corner with a sandwich board yeah. saying repent, repent, yeah, repent. the time has come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the concept is quite a simple one actually. I, I prefer to use uh, this illustration to talk about what repentance actually is. If I'm driving my car and uh, I'm going in completely the wrong direction, you know, I'm supposed to be heading south and I'm actually heading north, uh, what I need to do is I need to repent, which means I need to change direction. Sure. I need to stop driving the way I'm going, turn the chuck a Yui, as a we'd Yui say in yeah. here in <laughs> Melbourne, um, and go the other way. Yeah. And repentance is really doing a U-turn. Sure. Not so much in your car but in your life. Mm. Again, going back to those concepts of sin is putting other things ahead of God, maybe living our own lives our own way. That's the wrong way mm. to be going. So repentance is say, hey, I'm recognizing that I'm heading in the wrong direction mm. here in my life. I need to do a U-turn, stop doing things that way and turn back to God and want to do things his way. So that's what repentance is like. Yeah, that's what it means really as a concept, chucking a Yui in your life and putting Jesus in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus spells this out um, a little bit in Mark chapter 8, which is the next passage that we're going to have a look at. Uh, Mark chapter 8, verses 34 to 38. In quite challenging and concrete ways, Jesus talks about what this might actually look like. Then he called the crowd to him along with the, his disciples, and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words... In this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Yeah, so the context for this passage, just fitting in with other stuff that we've talked about uh, in earlier episodes, is uh, Jesus has just revealed the fact that he is, well, uh, he's disciples have realized that he is the Christ, he's the King who was coming. And Jesus has started talking about his death and resurrection. Uh, and then he starts speaking about, you know, what it actually looks like to be one of his followers. And he uses really challenging language. He talks about people denying themselves, taking up their cross and following me. So there's that language of walking in the path of Jesus, following in his way. Um, and taking up your cross really is about dying to your self yeah rather than continuing to live things your own way starting a new life in a radically different way following jesus 
it's a different way of sort of putting that language of repentance yeah, to follow yeah. Jesus and to live his way. Yeah. That's such a massive concept to come through, though. The, I mean, we've spoken about the brutality of the cross and and how intense that of a death that was for Jesus. But he's saying, if you want to be my follower, that's, that's sort of what you have to do to your old life. Mm. You have to put that to death. You have to... Yeah, nail your old ways to the cross and and just move on from it. Um, that's pretty massive. Yeah. And it is something that people need to consider carefully in making a decision to follow Jesus. Uh, it's not something that you do lightly. Mm. It's not a minor decision. It's a radical change of direction in your life and saying, I'm going to do life completely differently now in the way of Jesus Rather than continuing to pursue all the things that I want, I actually want to do things in the way that Jesus would want me to do. Can I point out, when you do make a decision to make to, to follow Christ, to pick up your cross and follow him, that it's not it's not like a light switch. It's not like chucking a UE in in a term in the sense that as soon as you make that decision, you'll be following Jesus every command, you'll be you'll be walking in step with him. 100% of the time, it's about, it's more the decision to pursue that. It's more the intention to try and, and live as Jesus um, asks us to. Because we are all still human and Jesus is still God. And so the, the reality of it is that the, um, the bar is set far too high and that's where grace comes into it. Um, but it's, it's the intentionality of saying, no, I want to put God first and I want to follow in Jesus' footsteps, but um, you'll still make mistakes. I still make mistakes. Tim, you definitely still make mistakes. Um, it's not like, yeah, it's not like accepting to follow Jesus and making that decision, suddenly your life is 180 degrees differently. It's a process of that you go through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's where grace is so important because yeah. we'll continually... Uh, fail to live the right way and we'll stuff up. Uh, but that forgiveness and grace that is offered from God is continually there. And yeah, becoming a Christian is not a one-off, you repent once and that's yeah. it. Um, I guess you could say there's a capital R repentance, which is when, as you say, you, you make that commitment. I'm going to uh, say yes to Jesus. I'm going to uh, choose now to start following him. Yeah. But every day involves little R repentance where, yeah. oh, I mucked that up, yep. said the wrong thing to that person, shouldn't have thought that thought. Yeah. Um, sorry, God, please mm. fix that. Yeah. And we're all a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, some of the other things here, you know, we've talked about how challenging a command this is of Jesus to actually take up your cross, die to yourself and mm. follow him. Um, but Jesus talks about, that this is the only way to live. Um, we might sort of think, oh, we're giving everything up. Um, we're losing out. But Jesus says, actually, this is this is the path to, to win. If you think you're saving your life by ignoring Jesus, you're actually losing it because you're not living life in the way that God created us to live and the best way, the best plan that he has for, for us. But if you lose your life, actually give it up and do things Jesus' way, you actually... Uh, save your life and um, have the best possible way that you can live going into the future. I guess the positive way of putting it is if God is our 
maker, if he really is the creator and is God, then he knows the best way for human beings to live. And as we've looked at the life of Jesus, he is someone who perfectly lives in the way of God. He is God himself in human form. It's a pretty attractive life, actually. Mm. Not easy. He is has periods of suffering and difficulty, but the way that he treats people, the quality of that life and that love um, is very appealing as a way for us to live hard as it may be. Yeah. Yeah. So really, uh, repentance is talking about all of these things. It's saying, okay, I'm going to say no to the old way of life, to the way that I've been living. I'm going to say no to my own personal ambitions. Um, I'm going to say no even to sort of seeking after popularity or wealth or some of these other things in order to follow Jesus and to go his way. He might bless us with some of these things Mm. uh, along the way. Uh, but the most important thing is actually that decision to change directions and to begin following Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the other word that was used back in Mark 1, 14 and 15 was the word believe. Believing, yeah. It seems more basic, that one, doesn't it? It it seems deceptively simple, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, belief is a, a thing we have in everyday life. You know, I believe that the chair I'm sitting on is not going to fall over. Um some people might believe that um, the government has our best interests at heart uh, following the election. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people believe in science and scientists and, and things that, yeah, belief is a fairly straightforward thing. Yeah. Um, this is often uh, people talk about faith um, and we talked a bit about faith in last episode. One of the previous episodes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I don't have faith or I wish I had your faith. Yeah. Uh, but faith, belief, trust, they're all similar concepts. Yeah. Um, it's a package really in that repentance is about turning away from the way we have been living to turn towards Jesus. Uh, and belief is that, yeah, I'm going to entrust myself or I'm going to place my belief or my faith uh, in this person, Jesus, and I guess give my life mm-hmm. to him uh, in this radical way that we're speaking about. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think we should think about faith or belief as some mystical thing that some people no. have and some people don't. We've all got it. Yeah. It's, it's what we choose what to. What you put your yeah. belief or your faith in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It might be worth talking a little bit about sort of disentangling because sometimes when we talk about belief, it can just be an intellectual sort of, you know, I believe that um, Y, uh, sorry, E equals MC squared. Nearly mucked that one up from my (laughs) high school physics days, you know, and it just stays in in the intellectual um, area. Uh, Obviously, as we've talked through in this podcast, there's, there's, there's facts about Jesus' life and yep. death and resurrection that we we need to accept. But it's not just about having a head knowledge. Um, it's a more whole person response. Uh, like when you decide to entrust yourself to another person, more like, um, you know, when you get married. Yeah. Or um, it's relational in that sense, to to trust a person in that way and to to believe in them in the sense that is being spoken about here. Yeah. So it's well and good to have have that 
faith, the belief to say, yeah, I, I believe that, that Jesus died and rose again and, and he offers forgiveness. But it is, it's good to have that, but it's more than that, isn't it? Because there has to be that active decision and that, that has to move from the head belief to the heart faith, I think. Yeah, possibly categorize that. So there was a letter written um, that's part of the Bible. It was written by a guy named Paul to the early church in Rome. Um, that's the book of Romans. And so um, Paul sums it up like this in chapter 10, um, verses 9. In chapter 10, verses 9 to 13. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah, so uh, that's quite a succinct way of summing up what it what it means to uh, come into a relationship with Jesus. It's about acknowledging His right to rule. Jesus is Lord, uh, and it's more than just head knowledge. It's believing in our hearts as well as. Uh, speaking with our lips. It's not like they're separate actions, like you have to do this and this. No, it's sure. it's, not it's a, that whole package yeah. of our lives yeah. and entrusting ourselves to him um, that we're talking about here. But the, the the great assurance that you can have is if you do that, then you are saved. You mm. are brought into that relationship. You receive that gift of grace, all of the benefits of Jesus' death and resurrection, the forgiveness of our sins, um, and the new life that is that is offered to us. Uh, but you actually need to speak it out, do something to uh, take that leap, that step uh, mm. to Jesus to make the decision. Yeah, so you could say similar. We spoke about the um, similarities with marriage. You could say similar thing that you can say that you're married to someone, but just saying it isn't quite enough. You actually there's a bit of a process, and it's not like there's a legal process in terms of becoming a Christian and following Jesus, but there are, yeah, there's there's more to it than just saying it. Yeah. And it is um, similarly for people, they might, oh, should I, should I make this decision to marry this person? This is a big deal. This is the rest of my life if I make this commitment. Similarly, you know, people listening there might be, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about Jesus, but this is huge to make that jump. How can I be absolutely sure about this? And ultimately you can't be absolutely sure in the same way that any relationship you can't be absolutely sure. Um, You need to make that decision to say, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I heard heard it described like this uh, this week that even in a marriage, when you uh, ask that person to marry you or, or, you know, you'll ask the question, um, I don't think anyone is a hundred percent sure that yes, this is the person that I want to spend the rest of the life with. You'll be you'll be pretty certain. You might be eighty or ninety percent certain, but when you say yes, I will, I do want to marry you, you're making a hundred percent commitment. So it's 
eighty or ninety percent certain, it's a hundred percent commitment. Yeah. And I think it's the same in in a, a relationship with Jesus. You don't need to be a hundred percent certain that that um, you know the facts of Jesus all line up and that um, everything that he claims in the Bible is true. But as long as you're most of the way there, then you then you make that commitment. You say a hundred percent, I'm going to commit and and live my life in this way. Yep. And, and some people might hesitate at that point because they think, well, this is a it's a leap of faith because I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it's a leap of faith either way. You can't sit on the fence forever. Yeah. If you have been intrigued by the life of Jesus and you're thinking, yeah, this 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 is lining up, but you're stopping at that point of making the final decision, it's worth uh, knowing that even though you might not be 100% sure that these things are true about Jesus, you can't be 100% sure that they're not. Yeah. And either way, you've got to jump and say yes to Jesus or no to Jesus, and sitting on the fence remains in that position really mm. of not accepting him and yeah. not receiving um, the benefits that are given. So it's not a comfortable place to be sitting on a fence. No. Uh, and at some point you've got to choose, am I going to jump this way or that way? And you won't ultimately know whether Jesus is trustworthy until you trust him and see. So I'd encourage you to try him test him, uh, take that step towards him, uh, and that's the only way to see whether he is worthy of that trust and what the life looks like. Mm, Yeah. So practically, if someone today right now is ready to do that, we've said that there's not a, a religious ceremony or anything that's needed. In fact, as you're listening to this podcast, you you can make this decision right now, and we'd actually love to help you with that. We'd love to facilitate that. So, Tim, you're going to lead us in a prayer, talking to God, that that sings out this decision and lets people take that step towards Jesus. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we've said it's relational, so it's about talking to the other person. Uh, and these are not magic words. Uh, there's nothing particularly special about them. What we tend to use here at St. John's is a prayer based around Uh, three words, really. Sorry, thank you, please. Um, So I'm going to pray a prayer based around that. The sorry is about, sorry, God, that I've lived my life my own way. Thanks, God, for Jesus and all that he has done. Please bring me into relationship with you and please um, forgive me. So... Uh, again, not magic words, but they frame well, I think, what's going on when we make this decision, as we've talked about. But using simpler words than, say, repentance and believe, yeah. um, the sorry, thank you, please is sort of a simple way to put it yeah. in everyday language. Yeah. And if you've never prayed before either, there's nothing magic about that. Um, we're just now going to invite you to focus on the words that Tim will say Um if you're in a situation where you can close your eyes, that can help. Um, Don't do it if you're driving your car. Yeah, if you're driving the car or walking the dog, maybe not. Um, but just at, at the very least, just try and focus on those words and um, and and repeat them in your in your head or um, or out loud if you're contextually. That's all right to do. Um, so, Tim, please. So let's pray. Dear loving God. 
sorry that I have been living life my own way, doing things the way that I want to do them without regard for you as God and King. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his perfect life, his death to deal with my sin and wrongdoing, and his resurrection giving the hope of life that goes on forever. Please forgive me and please bring me into relationship with yourself through Jesus Christ. I want to follow him. Amen. Now, if you did uh, pray that prayer, it may not feel any different. Uh, for some people, there is an instant feeling of difference uh, when they make that commitment to follow Jesus. It's quite radical, but that's not the case for all people. Uh, and you might feel the same as you did before you prayed that prayer. But I want to say that if you prayed it and you meant it, then your life has radically changed. Uh, that the Bible assures us that if we turn to Jesus in this way, that our sins are forgiven, completely dealt with by Jesus, uh, there's nothing that sort of stands against us no matter what we've done in our life. And more than that, that God himself, by his Holy Spirit, comes to live within us. It's the very presence of God to transform us and change us from the inside out and to strengthen and empower us as we seek to live now under the rule of God and following the way of Jesus for our lives. Um, in our final uh, podcast next week, Andy, we're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, it's really important for people to understand uh, who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in our lives uh, as a way of understanding what living as a Christian from this point on, having made that decision, looks like. Mm. Yeah. So we hope that you'll join us next week as we go deeper into working out the, uh, the Holy Spirit, who he is and how he works in our lives as Christians after making that decision. Again, if you have any questions from today's podcast, any other episodes or even looking forward, uh, any questions that you have about the Holy Spirit, please send us an email, questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. We'd love to answer those for you on the podcast. Subscribe in your favorite podcasting app on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.